Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to episode 500 of This Week in League. I'm and Nate. I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. 500. Hey, 500, yeah. And I mean, we've got so much planned for this very special episode. Uh, and when I say so much, I mean fucking Fuck all. nothing. Because none of us actually realise it, even though we just recorded 499. Glenn, yeah. Glenn is going to recite the, the 500 monologue that Vin Diesel did in that fucking movie one time where he was a street fighter. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fuck, what was I, the movie? I, I, I think it's pretty obvious. I don't know what you're talking about either. It's a movie reference. Um, Mark Wahlberg was in it. It was like, I reckon it was before fucking Broom Broom Furious. Okay. Um, Wasn't it just Pitch Black? No. And Private Ryan and that was it? No. <laughs> For him? No. Um... Yeah, Marky Mark. It's not the one where he fingered Reese Witherspoon on the roller coaster, right? No, no. Oh, okay, cool. um, that's called. My, that's my favorite. Marky I was going to say role. that's my teenage. That's called my teenage years. <laughs> um, knock around guys. Oh, yes, yes. Like yes. where they're all like the kids about. of fucking mafia guys. Mob yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking and about. And he gives yeah. the guy the 500 speech. Yeah, I don't remember. You learn a lot of things on the way to 500. <laughs> Oh. oh, cool. I'm glad we there got we that are. out of the way. It's quality <laughs> yeah, programming. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's wonderful to see that, you know, after all this time that the show has uh, returned to where it started. Well, see, I'll tell you what. My with, team has, uh, with Man- my team with Manly has on top shit. and uh, Tigers in, the, in and, the shitter. And my team has <laughs> been shit belong. for approximately 478 of those episodes. <laughs> Yeah, and 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 like being truthful, that's not that's not the case. But most definitely, the success of the West Tigers was all in that first year or two, year or two <laughs> yeah. of the show. <laughs> and then since then, it's just you know we've got the ninth memes, we've got you know Brooksy Unleashed memes. Yeah. We got we went through the sheeniest year of Corey Patterson on a wing. Um, I am this fucking show. Rappy on Where after like twenty five minutes of fucking Papali on the wrong side field. Vanilla piece of shit fucking podcast without me. How did you ever fucking survive six years when I wasn't here? I was divorced when you weren't. When you weren't there, was it six years? Yeah, that's like fucking half the you know probably forty percent of the time. That's amazing. Fucking hell. Yeah, well, I just want to say to you. I mean, let's let's just get that out of the way. I mean, 
the, the show was anything but vanilla when you were there. <laughs> you got to remember the time. Vanilla the time was but went, one of the flavors. The, the time, the time you weren't there coincided with the time when when stepdad was like newly divorced and and, uh, and he, dipping and, and dipping quote. his toe into the into the into the waters. Nate gave me a five hundred speech the when he said, game. "It's time to bring some wholesome content back to the show, Glenny. Are you interested in making a return?" <laughs> And then it reaped instant dividends because I mean you know then then you know you, you came back and stepdad's like oh fuck and he's he settled down and that's it I know. great great Lenny's the good influence I'm a fucking family man now, now he's coaching coaching kids basketball instead of instead of fucking uh, commando commando rolling out of the fucking bedroom trying not to be seen while they're watching the cartoons on a Saturday morning. <laughs> Yes. So, uh, how times yeah. have changed. Full circle. How times have changed. Still a pack of cunts. Um, but I would like to point out what a fucking achievement it is to be 500 of anything when the only fucking thing I can think of about 500 is a obscure Vin Diesel reference. <laughs> like two, 200, well, I mean, 300, all of that shit. There's fucking heaps of stuff you well, could talk about. Well, that's, I mean, it's, it's 200 more it's two. It's two hundred more than three hundred, and this is Sparta. Was epic. Yeah, that's two hundred more than that's that. That's it. So May, maybe if Zack Snyder had done five hundred, his daughter wouldn't have fucking happy Coruscant's wiped herself. <laughs> <laughs> oh goddamn! That's the sort of that's can the sort I of just stuff say missed, in honor of five hundred? Yes, Nathan, you are one of the biggest pieces of shit I know, but. You are a test. I thought you were going to blow me for a second. No, nah, you are a oh. fucking resilient human being. Because <laughs> whilst there was, there was me and then there was Jay, now there's me and Jay, the one constant, just like herpes, that never fucking goes away, <laughs> you're just over there with that stupid fucking grin on your face for 500 fucking episodes. And, and more often than not, is the one that has to deal with the dumb cunts that listen to us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. uh, of course, I mean, yeah, the dumb cunts he's referring to, of course, are people who used to listen to the show and don't listen anymore. So he's definitely not talking about no, you guys. No, 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 no. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot you were here. Sorry. And he would never be talking about the patrons. <laughs> Fucking patrons. Would you, Jay? Do whatever you want. <laughs> Spit in my mouth, patrons. Oh, wow. That's it. Fucking... I was, saying, I was I was chatting to someone about something about Emma Stone the other day, and and I said that um, the the analogy was that some someone was saying like, I can't remember oh, what it was what it was with regards to I think it was probably ch- chatting to to um, Glenn's mate Sam and um, talking about Emma Stone. Don't and I said, mates by that name. Yeah, and and when you're saying like you know, and this is what the, the patron you're saying that the patrons can do to you. I'm saying they can they can they can dip their feet in resin and then stand in like broken glass, like in kickboxer with the when they when they dip their gloves in the resin and, <laughs> and then and then, and just fucking and then just just use me as a trampoline. That's oh. it. That's how. The, the, that's how dedicated I am. Emma Stones do. Yeah. Don't anyone, don't, don't, don't anyone ever fucking actually do that. Yeah. What you're saying that like you find her so attractive, she could go Michael Flatley on your fucking hairy. Ball I think back. it was. I, I I think it was comparing her to like fucking um, who's that? Who's that, that Billy Corgan in a wig, bitch? Kirsten Dunst. 
I think it was like a playoff. It was a playoff mm-hmm. between the two of them. And I was saying, and it was it was an illustration of how much more. Yes. Okay. Um, attra- so, attractive. So episodes. comparatively. Con- yes. Yes. Probably. Exactly. Exactly. And um, there's nothing to do with anything. So welcome, particularly five hundred. Well, welcome, new listeners. This is a rugby league podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and if there's something that our, that our listeners have have experienced and realised over uh, 500 episodes now, is that we are also the most organised and professional of the rugby league podcast. Yes. So, as as evidenced by the uh, the, the fanfare over the fanfare <laughs> over our 500 500 episodes. Yes. Fuck yeah, Nelson. Before we get before we get into games. I was today years old. It was only when I saw the published Dally M leaderboard mm. that uh, I, I realised they had changed the voting system for this year. I was do, like, do how tell. has Harry Grant got six points after one week? <laughs> Did he and play was, yeah, two games? Yeah. I was like, fucking, yeah. Like, Did Dally, he play for the Tigers points. on so Sunday good fucking, after playing for yeah. the Storm on Thursday? <laughs> yeah, so, like, as yeah, pre- previously... It'd be the you know a single judge three two one, best player on the field gets the three, yep. and so forth. And um, now what they're doing is they're, they're two unnamed judges. They select them from a, po- a panel of former players. They watch they watch each match and then they separately award votes on three two one, which means that a player could receive a maximum of six points. Yeah, okay. Now per per game, so um and and it's going to go behind closed doors after round twelve, which is much earlier than traditionally, right? Which, which you know, the the cynic in me says, oh yeah, that that's the betting company's influence. Yeah, but I guess if they go, if they go behind, yeah, well, but I mean, like it's it's the betting company's influence. I think in terms of removing their influence, you know what I mean, or removing their ability to. Well, no, this, bet this, the, the, the sooner right. they go behind closed doors, the more options there are. So if if you go into whenever and there's there's yeah, two okay. clear options. Mm. You know, or you go, oh yeah, well hang on, I can do the fucking calculations and that takes everyone but these three out of the running. Yeah. Like they do some years. There's only three. You go, oh. So you say it's to punish the little man. That's it. The degenerate gambler. Oh, well, you know, and anyone that, that doesn't think that gambling is just giving you money away. So. Yes. Well, there you go. I much prefer fucking Ponzi's. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> can, I get an, can I get an NFT of gambling, please? <laughs> on an NFT of who I think is going to win the Dally yes. M this year. <laughs> right. Um, I just wanted to bring that up briefly because that was something that was news to me until this morning when I saw the published uh, scores. And I was like, how the fuck is someone getting six points? Yeah, fuck it. I, mean, I know Daly was fucking amazing, but I mean, you know, calm the fuck down. Um, round one. Okay, so... Oh, hang on. So one of them's a hooker. Correct. Because he gave, he gave Josh Hodgson a point in the Melbourne Parramatta game. So one of the judges well, last week was able. I mean, to... I, mean, I thought Hodgson was very good for the, you know, at least the, you know fifty sixty minutes. Yeah, we started to see some of the bad Hodgson. Like it was in a crunch time when yeah. I don't think he was good. We'll get actually it's the first game. Let's we'll just hold that for just two minutes, and we'll get to him because the first game was um, Eels versus Storm on Thursday night. I've been told that Melbourne since Storm. before Glennie was back on the show. <laughs> <laughs> You were, you were told oh, you can't even hold on a few seconds. <laughs> I mean, it was similar, but not quite the same. Um, the, the Melbourne Storm eked out a thrilling victory 
over the Parramatta Eels, what, 16 to 12 at uh, Combank Stadium. And uh, I don't have the score is in front of me on this new system that I'm using here for getting the stuff. Here we go. So, 500. the uh, Storms 16 came through tries to Meany, Tottenham Payer, and uh, Harry Grant with the crucial try. Uh, Meany with a couple of goals. Uh, defeating the Eels, their 12 points came through a try to Will Penasini, uh, another to Junior Polo, and uh, Mitch Moses, a conversion and a penalty goal. So, just we'll just let's circle, first thing, we'll just circle back to Hodgson. I thought he was actually very good for a large, I mean, like he, he was, you know, was you know, largely involved in both of the tries that Eels scored. The thing that I didn't like about Hodgson, and this is probably something that they're going to go to the video and yeah, if they're good enough, try and coach it out of him. But the toward late in the game, when it got to the, the clutch time, when it was that arm wrestle and and teams were vying for position to get you know for field goal attempts and stuff, he started playing what he saw, which meant him doing what he wanted yeah. and not going to you know not giving the ball to Moses yeah. or yeah, whoever to. Um, but I mean, then Moses. I mean, like he did have his opportunities and. And as he's as he's been, you know, sadly for Eels fans, no one to do did not take yeah. them. Unclutch. Whether, I thought whether... both teams. Sorry, you go, Jack. No, 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 go for it. I thought both teams showed that there's some work to do figuring out combinations with some of the new guys, um, or, or, or replacing um, some of the star players in Storm's case that have gone. Um, Cheese in particular, um, and some of those forwards. Um, as expected, I, I think the Storm had the better, better handle on it through 80 minutes, and that was off the back of Munster, who had a pretty gruesome hand injury and come back. And I don't know, after surgery, how much time he's going to miss. Um, I think it's just a couple. Yeah. Two, three, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Harry Grant. Had a, a really solid game and then come up with a clutch play at the end to to score and and you know give the storm the victory. But um, both very good teams. I, I think they're they're just a few little things to figure out. In the, in the Paris case, no Papa Lee on the edge and no Reed Marnie was was huge. And and as you say, Hodgson was was pretty good. But there's a bit to figure out there before they're at their best. Yeah, yeah. I, I think what you were saying about Hodgson sums up a lot of what was, and look, not wrong, but it's these crucial little moments that over the course of a game add up. Like you remember, you know, um, like way, 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 way towards the back end of the game, Parramatta was still absolutely right in it, and then tackle five, Gutho cops the lightest of fucking pinkies across his forehead, and he decides mm. to stay down for like a full 20 seconds trying to fucking milk something. Yep. And all he does was take all the momentum out of the play. Yeah. They could have had a quick play of the ball. Moses could have been on it with options in the back. You know, he yep. he could have run. He could have put an attacking kick into a line that was absolutely fucking shambles. But instead, Gutho, Gutho's taken it upon himself there for that sort of bullshit and ended up just killing the entire momentum of it. 
uh, defense. And there was another resets. time. There was another time there, real late. There was another time, really late as well, where where the Eels you know, got the ball from a penalty or from a scrum or whatever, and they weren't that far out. And instead of sort of working for the field goal, yeah. they went straight for the all or nothing yeah, set play out to Sivo on the left, where he just you know, ran out of room and and you know, tried to kick People through. It was too deep. Yeah, and, that's you yeah. Know. He he had there was nothing else he could do but he was either, either go, get tackled out or try something or, and I mean if, and if he had have had another you know a, a meter less on that kick then it probably would have been a goal line dropout and he would have looked like yeah, a, look a, hero. a genius for conjuring something out of nothing but yeah um, but yeah yeah lot, the real problem was going for the all or nothing lots has been play on the first tackle yeah. there's a lot lots said about the absence or or the the missingness or Madeline McCanning of um, of Brown. Did you put that down to him actually not not being there already, or do you put that down to the hooker not bringing him into the game? I don't know. I just think he had a he had a poor game. <laughs> One of those, yeah. And and look, and look, I I didn't I didn't really notice Hodgson not you know like sort of hogging it and, and trying to yeah, play the whole game himself until the end. Until the, like when it's when it sort of got got real tight like that, um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, Brown was, yeah. Like, no, it, I feel it, like the onus when you is on that, Brown. Like, yeah, re- yeah, true. The onus has to be on him, regardless of what Hodgson's doing. He he has to he has to take it by the scruff of the neck, really. And, he's, and, he's and like worst case scenario, yeah. And worst case scenario, at least if it's not happening for you. You know, it's something to be said at half time to fix. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So you don't just let it go the whole. You know, so. that's it. Over on the social, and he would. The, sorry, go. sorry, he would no. typically be an effort guy. Where even if he wasn't getting the ball in his hands as often he was as he would like, mm. he, he last year he was still finding ways to influence the game. Yeah. Um. This this game not so much. That's it. Um. Over on the socials at uh, Fat Harry Lazy on Twitter. What a better way to start the NRL season than a heartbreaking Parramatta Eels loss. That's it. Just as the last one finishes, so this one begins. Uh, John in our Facebook group said, 58% possession against the worst Melbourne Storm team to take the field, maybe ever, and we lose in Golden Point. Footy's back. Uh, Norts in the Facebook group, he said, top not karma. Oh, that's it, yeah. Gutho does have the absolute fucking shit cuntiest of all shit cunt haircuts. And it suits him to a fucking tee. Doesn't it? Well, if I say the word Clint Gutherson, that haircut comes into your head. The fucking. I mean, those the the him and Moses though. I mean the the lack of clutchness to their play at any time of the season, any time yeah. you know, like it's just it's becoming to the point now where it's it's got to be like infective to you know like <laughs> to their you know their general yeah. confidence. It there's a. a a player in the NBA, and I know who, that you guys know who he is, um, Trey Young. And, you know, before we get into jokes about... I know, he's doppelganger. Yeah, that's it. Um, <laughs> you know, his, his failed uh, or, or younger clone <laughs> being planted in Australia. To, <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, he was playing the part of the heel. You know, for a long time, and and that's what people are saying. Oh, he's playing the part of the heel. Uh, other teams love to hate him. He's, you know, he's he plays the villain really well. He plays the villain really well, and reminds me like just so much in attitude and swag of Gutho with this just undeserved "I'm king" shit attitude. Yeah. Before he's really done anything of of note, you know. 
um, like Gutho has had some absolute fucking great games. It's now come out over there that it's, you know because he's on his like fourth coach in his career. He's not not very long career, and it's now come out that well yeah okay so he he wasn't really playing the heel. He's just a fucking difficult player to have in the club. Right. I don't know how long Gutho's got in him before that starts to be his narrative. And fuck me, I'm here for yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Toto, he said 100% the Eels are going to miss Reed Marnie more than Reed is going to miss the Eels. And he went to the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Joey said, just knocked off work and watched the game, not knowing the score. Wish I'd turned my phone on earlier to save myself from watching this embarrassing performance. I finally feel like Glenn Blakely watching his beloved Tigers. No, there you yeah. go. Go on, mate. Uh, Brendan. fucking team playing a grand final. Yeah, yeah I mate. mean, the, the you don't eels, know what it's like to be mean, motherfucker. No. The, eel, the Eels were in this game until the, the fucking he, last minute. He didn't it. watch them play in a grand final. He, he watched them show up to a grand final. Well, they, they, they participated. They, they, they participated, though. He watched them arrive at the ground, uh, and then that's all they did all day. Uh, Brendan said, Would you expect anything else from King Nutho? His pathetic attempt at the dying minutes to lie on the ground, holding his face to milk a penalty. There you go. Yes. Um, and on Twitter, an account called Para Eels Facts. What a fucking worthwhile, lifelong pursuit you've taken to take in you. Poor He's got car. a total of one tweet. It says, <laughs> Para Eels Facts, they're all cunts. The end, account closed. <laughs> Selling account. Yeah. Um, he tweeted at us. He said, Eels felt lackluster for most of the game. Not much energy to them. Positive is it's only week one. That's us. Facts. All facts. That is. And that is the thing. I mean, there were a lot of a lot of errors, and it was and, and you know on both sides, and a bit clunky on both sides. But one, there was certainly like the effort was there, and the hatred between those two guys. Um, so look, you know, the rest of it will come. Yeah. I think there was, there was it, it wasn't the only game this round where things were clunky, and you know, the sync was you know the pass was just a little yep. a little bit you know behind a guy, or you I know, know exactly were, what you know, you're talking about, Nathan. But we'll get to the Tigers game. I actually wasn't talking about that one, Lenny, but I, I look forward to talk. I look forward to talking more about it uh, in a little while. The uh, first Friday game, the Warriors twenty to feed the Knights twelve at Sky Stadium in Wellington. Uh, the Warriors there tries to uh, Kosi Bundy of four, Nickel Cook start, Egan, uh, Sean Johnson with two conversions, defeating the Knights with twelve points. Tries to Fitzgibbon and Hunt, uh, Hastings two conversions, and uh, yeah. A couple of big big points in this game. I think uh, Nickel Cookstar's uh, performance on debut for the Warriors was huge. Um, he's every indication based on that that he's going to be really good for them. Yep. And he might be the guy that sparks Johnson's career back to, to life there at the Warriors. He, he looked fucking all out of sorts at various stages last year. And um, just having that extra spark from fullback... Um, to work with, I think that that could do wonders for Sh- Sean Johnson's game there at the Warriors. But uh, yep. for the Knights, uh, as always with the Knights, it's always about Ponga, and um, he had some some good moments, and then the the HIA thing, soft, soft shell crab again, <laughs> again. Um, it has to be, and and we said this last year, but this is another one, and it, it has to be something that's starting to limit his career. Like, you know, what's his, you know, what's his next contract negotiation look like? Yeah, well, it's a long way away, so we'll see. Mm. I guess he's got time. But I mean, look, the if Knights, he makes it that far. 
Yeah. The Knights got themselves way back into this game, and really the difference was the last sort of, what, 25 minutes maybe yep. of desperate goal line defense from the Warriors. Uh, you mentioned Nickel Clockstar with uh, with a tri-saver um, holding Ponger up. And then you had Pompey as well that just saved what seemed to be a, a, a certain try. And um, so I'm loving just like it's, I mean, once again, it's just round one, but I'm loving the look of early resilience that the Warriors mm. are showing yeah. when, you know, obviously with reasons over the, you know, the, the time that they had to be parked over here, but still like just the, the general resilience that they seem to be showing already is a, is vast upgrade on what we've seen sort of the last year and a half. 100%. I know they went back to New Zealand last year, um, but this game and the support of the crowd and, and the noise was, you know, they're really, they're really back home. And yeah. it's, it's good to see, you know, they, as it's been spoken about a lot, even on this show, that they sacrificed a lot um, and it, you know, probably in lots of ways impacted their ability to, um, to do better in the competition, um, being based over here and not having that home, significant home ground advantage. But, um, that crowd was was behind them every step of the way, and and let the knights know about it. Yep, hundred percent. Best the other thing, Bradman best. Is there is there another player in the competition who has plummeted off a bigger cliff since bursting on the scene? Luke Brooks. Mm. Well, I, I, I feel I feel that his cliff was pretty small as to begin with, though. Well, he's he's a foot and a half tall. I mean. How, well, how, does to get how does he get oh. up there? I mean, I don't remember Luke Brooks bursting on the scene and people saying, well, that guy's, that guy's playing Origin. They said I, he was the next Andrew fucking Johns. Yeah, I mean, who's they, though? I mean, Glenn Blakely and co. Not me. I never said Never once. When I say they, I'm referring to a large You say Glenn. <laughs> they. Glenn. <laughs> Glenn. <laughs> yeah... It, he's another one of those like vic, victims of like he was a, he was a center. He came in and that thing happened when no one's fucking seen you before because first grade coaches obviously don't do any sort of video work or have any sort of footage available from anything other than first grade. So when somebody first comes into grade and they've got a little bit of size and strength about them, then all of, all of a sudden they're going to have some highlights, and then the cunts at Fox start going, Aussie and Origin Bolter. Uh, like, you know, he sidesteps somebody and he goes, he'd look good in sky blue, shades of Fittler. You're like, you're like, Fucking just shut up, cunt. The thing yeah. with Best is that was that's his game, beginning and end. He's strong, yeah. he's yeah. quick. Yeah. That's it. So if you have a solid defensive strategy and not giving him time and space to wind up that's and, um, and get a shoulder into your work, it kind of nullifies his entire skill set. Yeah. So, yeah, who knows what the fuck is it? It's not like he's lightning on his feet and, you know, no, he's got a fend and a great offload. Look, he's not that guy. No. I, I think he will just be a solid, like, high high output and, and low risk workhorse centre who will score. Yeah, he's pretty fucking, I mean, it's pretty high risk when he drops the ball every time he gets mm. it, though. No, no, that's what he will develop into. No, like, that's his ceiling. Oh, okay. Right. That, that's he's his... Talakai. 
No, he's not. Because Talakai's not a centre. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if, if Best ends up in the back row at some point either. Oh, yeah. Tal- Talakai's a I mean, front rower who asks everyone to respect how he feels on the inside. <laughs> um, anything else you want to say on that one? No, nah, not really. Over on the socials, Ross in the Facebook group, he said, well, that's this year done. Love to see that fucking <laughs> resilience. <laughs> Nate was talking. It's about. been wonderful. It's, it's, it's been it's been it's been wonderful watching watching him his uh, transition over the years from a a bullish and belligerent night supporter <laughs> into into the acceptance of his place. <laughs> Troy, old mate, Miller showing true sevens mindset. Dangerous in attack, non-existent in defence. Jai. Ponga starting off 2023 with a perfect one from one HIA record. Yeah. <laughs> On that, what do we think of Ponga at six? Nah. More, Look, more, he showed to me he, more evidence. He had required. some good moments. He had he had some good moments, but were they things that that what he did were they, were they things that he couldn't have done if he was at fullback still? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Like I, I mean, I, I don't th- I don't think he couldn't have done them at fullback. I mean, they, they were they they were just Ponga things That's that he. He's done his whole career anyway. Look, and that, that's the thing. Like, his, yeah, you talk about skill sets. One, one of the skills that he does possess is like is that that beautiful long cutout, hit a fucking twenty cent piece on the wall pass. Mm. Um, yeah, and you're right, mate. It, it's not like being a fullback takes that out of his game. Or no, and also like you know in the you know the, the try he was held up. I mean, him utilizing speed and a bit of, and a bit of footwork and and his strength to try and you know, cut back inside and barge over close to the posts. Yeah. I mean, he does that all the time. I mean, he's done that his whole, his whole career as well. Yeah. He doesn't need to feel like know, do that from six. So, From a HIA perspective, he's also more protected at fullback and makes less tackles, which can't be a bad thing. But yeah, yeah, that's just me. Because yeah. this is that interesting thing. With with these HIAs, I, I wouldn't be surprised if if there's much more of them for him this year just with these independent doctors. Knowing what they know about him and knowing the time out of the game he had last year, they're going to be overly cautious. Mm. I think he's a big liability at six. Anyway. Big potential anyway, I guess. Yeah, big potential liability. Levius. He said, Kalen Ponga going off for an HIA instead of making tackles. Name a more consistent duo. I'll wait. Then he put a bunch of fucking weird Kiwi hashtags that I'm not going to read. Uh, Shane, <laughs> who's new to the group, welcome. Uh, he said Jackson Ford was pretty solid for the Warriors. Indeed, he was. There were some good fucking debuts or, or debuts at new clubs. Yeah, this week. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Dom, <laughs> that's it. Buying my grand final tickets. Good team. Good teams doing what they need to against soft cock sides and putting them away. Just like Ponga puts away his long term memory with every knock up the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Simon Griffin on Twitter. He said, not much ball sucking from the Warriors tonight. Sean Johnson, Johnson possibly our weakest link. Both sides of the ball. Knights are one ponger concussion away from the spoon. They still might get it. That's not a bad take. There we are. On to the next one. They definitely look like that. They, they definitely look better than they did in the trials, though. I'll give them that. Yeah, they did. Um, and they're very much in that game. Um, the, uh, oh, I guess you'd say the first non-upset of the round. With the uh, Brisbane Broncos thirteen <laughs> defeating the Panthers twelve, uh, the Broncos tries uh, t- uh, double to Farnworth and uh, a couple of conversions to Renault. 
and a crucial field goal to Adam Reynolds as well. And the Panthers tries to Crichton and Luke with Cleary getting both conversions. Glenn, let you go first. <laughs> let's let's actually hear about the game first. <laughs> Look, I thought I thought the Broncos showed uh, showed some of their their the best of their capability, um, and I think it was an impressive effort to go down into the into the house of the back to back defending premiers and, and come away with a win in round one. I think that's they're to be commended for that. But we also everyone needs to acknowledge the fact that we did see this exact sort of thing from the Broncos last year and then the key to their season in in 2023 is going to be how consistently they can put these types of performances in, how healthy they can keep Reynolds uh, because, as we know, he's injury-prone, um, especially at the back end of the season where they fell away badly. That's going to be the thing. Like The Broncos can be in the top four or the top six up until halfway through the season and no one can really be sure until they show that they're capable of, of closing out the year. Otherwise, they could do a, a similar slide to what they did last year. So, But I, I thought the Broncos, you know, the Panthers have, weren't, weren't at their absolute best. As you know, said with the, the Storm and, and Parra game, there's, you know, there's a bit of clunkiness to it and there's some stuff they've got to work out too. But... Um, I don't think they'll be too concerned, but I think the Broncos played reasonably well. How long do you reckon it takes for Luke to be starting hooker? Because has, something has, I found out... to be now. I didn't find this out until... I didn't know about this until Friday night because you know how people sometimes they, they, they latch onto a player and they champion a player who's mm. like dead set fucking mid. Like, ironically, I didn't realise that there was a legitimate Mitch Kenny FC... Out there oh my until Friday God. until until Friday. I thought every time I saw that, I thought it was like Sharks fans talking about Matt Pryor and like being ironic. I mean, mm. this guy's fucking shit, but we're going to yeah. champion him because he's yeah, shit, yeah. but he's our shit, and we're going to you know get get around him. Um, no, seriously, people thought that that guy was the successor uh... to Appy. And let me tell you, the losing of this game, as solidly as the Broncos play, particularly on the defensive side. Luke starts that game or comes on earlier, yeah. mm. and Panthers fucking probably win it. Yeah, yeah. As I bad as, you, as though, as they it, looked. since since the dawn of rugby league time, yeah, your hooker your hooker's been one of the you know the fittest guy in your team. Typically, makes most tackles, makes you know handles the ball as unless well, you Jackson only, Hastings yeah, I mean, in your team. It, but when did it, when did they start switching? It was only like sort of in the two thousands, right? Yeah, I just when they when they started, you know, actually putting a rotation together where, where maybe hate, the guy that came on was a dummy half. I don't hate your nine playing eighty minutes, even in twenty twenty three. I don't think it's a terrible idea. It's yeah, you, you're right. And last last year they they alternated. Yeah, um, and there were many times where Appy didn't start the game. There were a lot of games where where Kenny went on for the first stint. And the yep. idea was to bring Appy on against a tired, tired defense because a, a fresh Appy Coruscant against a, um, a, a tired and, and retreating defense. Like the, 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 the only, the only thing Appy tears through harder than that is the sanctity of marriage. So, um, but, uh, 
it, it, it's, it's round one, and, and everyone knows that Sonny Luke is the future. Everybody knows yep. that Sonny Luke is the future. There's a couple of things that concern me. One of them I hope isn't a concern, but the word is that Nathan and Mitch are fucking besties. And that's, yeah, so he's got the goat pictures. So, yeah, I, I really do hope that this doesn't become the shitty... Tyrone, mate, the, the shitty, um, Well, that, but... And, and that problem sort of took care of itself, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on your point of view. But the, the double-edged sword of having the, the yeah. long-term, you know, superstar seven and coach is that, like, fucking... LeBron's doing at the moment, trying to be the general manager as well and, and build the squad and, and just fucking everything. But there were some big losses last year. Um, Kikau was amazing. He came on and had a career year last year for us, You know, going from, from essentially doing some good stuff but being an odd liability the year before. He really matured yeah. as a footballer. Um he was fitter. He was in games more. His focus was there. So he's a. He really went out when he. I mean, he really went out on the top of his career. Yeah. I mean, he went out on That's top it. when he retired at the end of last year. <laughs> um, so I, I missed, I missed him. Sorry, I was sadder that he was going at the end of the year than I was at the beginning. Put it that way. Yeah. Um, the, the other stuff will come. The other thing is, this is also a much younger side than what came back from a grand final before. So I mean like we we did we did start with eleven of thirteen of the grand finals side. I mean Yeah. I'm not gonna say is that younger. No 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 but what I'm saying is the guys that came through from the grand final the year before, they were mm. all a little bit more mature. And the, these young guys were the new guys last year that have only got one ring. Right. So these guys have come from a grand final. Yeah, yeah, we're fucking great, we're fucking great, we're fucking great, and they're dealing with that at a younger age. And it takes a little bit more maturity to come back from a grand final and get stuck in again all the way from round one. So there's still some fine-tuning to do. There's the... I don't think Penrith's defence was fast like it was, and that may just be that they're, you know, they're not as fit or they're not completely ready for it. The other thing is, Brisbane just... That's the blueprint to have beaten Penrith for the last three years. Out defense them, out effort them in defense. Every single tackle, mm. your line speed has to be immense. You have to work together. You have to be really careful to avoid penalties and march them up the field. But Brisbane got and, in there. and let's and and you remember too, the Broncos have done this for probably sixty yeah. minutes against Penrith every time they've played them over the last couple that's of years. That's it. That's it. So that that's your blueprint to to beat Penrith. Get in there and out enthuse them in defense. Um, and this one. It was one where the, the good old Penrith trick of, well, we'll just outlast them and come home in the last 20, unfortunately didn't work. So, Yeah, and I think I think Luai is a far lesser player now that Kikau isn't there. Without, without having him as an option either to pass to and, and, or use as a decoy, well, I, you know, I, it just seemed he... like <laughs> Luke Garner's never going to be it. No, he's, <laughs> he's never, he's gonna never gonna be going to be that guy. And, and Luai himself... Turns out that was a large part of his fucking appeal. Just having the presence of kick out there. Yeah. Allowing him to do what he wanted to do. Yeah, hundred percent. One hundred percent. How many times have we said that on this show that some players just by being there provide a benefit. Yeah. So 
Mm. Um, yeah, unfortunately, Kikau's uh, moved on, so no more rings for him. Jay, in the Facebook no. group, he said, it was well worth the drive from Brisbane to the Riff to sit through the rain, listening to the silence of disappointed Riff fans. Wife won't... Fucking nice one driving that far, no, man. No, no, no. Wife won't give me any now, though. Again, worth it. So- <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sean, he said, if Sonny Luke plays 40, we would have been in real trouble. He's going to be good. Yeah, he is. Uh, Shunter, he said, who knew that memes don't make great first-choice options in your spine? Except for Dylan Edwards. He transcended memed him. Yeah, Dylan Edwards is still fucking phenomenal. Yeah, there was a couple of Dylan Edwards drop bombs and stuff as well. Like, they, uh, back to the future for That's him it. too. Uh, Graham said, Penrith were fine and did enough to win without silly drop balls and mistakes, but Ivan fucked up bad playing Kenny at nine for 60 minutes. The bloke rips in, but he's no hooker. That's correct. Uh, Lachlan, Penrith knows there's always a come down from that high when you've got ice in your veins. And uh, Aaron Ma said the decline in Penrith's form has happened the exact same time they let Charlie Staines go. Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> uh, and our mate B.43 on Twitter said, Mitch Kenny's deliveries from dummy half are so bad, I've heard his nickname is Australia Post. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And that, like that's not a fucking shock. Like, we've gone from a side with Appy at, at Hooker where teams are freaking out, going, is it left, is it right, is he going to run? to Mitch Kenny that essentially holds up a fucking Wiley Coyote Looney Tunes style sign telling everyone which way he's going to pass the ball. So, um, yeah, it's a bit of a difference. Yeah. And it's one it's one thing to have to have a hooker like that. Yeah. But it's another thing to, to use a hooker like that when you've got a hooker that's like a, a more modern, you know, appy style. Yeah, that's it. Guy waiting there literally in the top 30 on, sat on your bench. Yeah. And it was and and like I'm I'm all for starting Mitch Kenny if you've got reasons, but it's just the length of time. Yeah, exactly. Like get him off, early, you know, get him off after twenty or something. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, moving on to Saturday and the mighty Manly Seagulls thirty-one defeat the Bulldogs Thank God six. That fucking line is gone. Impressive, impressive start to the season from the Seabs Eagles. Fuck you, Glennie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, their tries came through uh, Tommy Turbo, Ruben Garrick, and a hat trick to DCE. Uh, Garrick, five conversions. And uh, a disrespectful, the first disrespectful field goal of the season, DCE, in the 71st minute. Uh, defeating the Bulldogs with a try to uh, Reed Money and a conversion to Berto. Go for Take it, Glennie. Do you, want to go, do you want to go first, Glennie? Oh, I thought... This is one of the best games I've seen DCE play in a number of seasons. He was fucking everywhere. Um, really, really quality performance to to start the season from you know captain halfback, the guy that they're all looking to, and Tommy got through the game. And um, yep, I love the way I, I love the way that they're actually managing him as well. Mm. And like, not just like the game was like well and truly over. So like, let's, you know, why jam him into a meat grinder just to fucking, yeah. just to do it. I mean, because it was a apparently a spectacularly hot day on yeah. Saturday down in Sydney as well. And um, so, you know, and you can see like players cramping and just and like and wilting and shit like that. So why leave him out there when he's, you know, when you get under fatigue, where you do something that yeah. Yeah, exactly. Nolsey didn't teach you to do and you, you know, and you fuck yourself. So it was, uh, it was pleasing to see. That from the coaching perspective. I was genuinely 
surprised. And I know, you know, new coach, more new players, all the rest of it, but at what point does the Bulldogs hype just fucking run out of steam? Because like, that hype's self-generated too, mind you. They've spent all this money, yeah. and then you've got Gus out there talking them up, and like they've talked a lot of more shit than any other team they, over the they, offseason. They should be a lot better than that. They're fucking like, hopeless, they and you know, and and like man. I'm, and I give them, I give them a degree of grace, saying that they've been uncoached for probably the last four years, and they and they're entering a new system now. Blah 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 blah. But at the same time. Fucking the team across the paddock from them is also playing under a new coach. Their two biggest recruit, recruits played in the grand final last year. Like It's not mm. like they forgot how to play. Like, well, I mean, well, look, look, Reed, Reed Marty was, clear, was clearly their best and he yeah. is going to be good for yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't think there's any shame in, in his performance. I mean that try he he scored was fucking lucky, and I've got pro- and I've got problems with the fucking video referee as well. When they the, did you watch the process they went through when they awarded that try? They, he goes to plant it, the ball gets knocked out of his hand by uh, Cooper Johns, and then and then he puts it down. So he's, the, the ball's come out. But what they did, they go, they just looked at it, and then they go, then they look at a, a still frame on the ground, and they uh, when the ball's on the ground, they go, oh, the ball's on the line. His hands on the ball. <laughs> Must be I'll try. tell you, that is one thing. <laughs> that I picked up from this. Was it... Hang on. Which game had the penalty try in it? Or was it the first... What was the first try that, that was scored? Was that the Parramatta or Melbourne try? Anyway. Uh, Parramatta first I remember, There was one of them that I was looking at, and it's this the new interpretation where we're, we're back to that any touch on the ball equals downward pressure. Yep. So the whole... That whole control aspect... Well, it hasn't been controlled for a while, has it? Well, it remember the the phrasing that they've been using, you know? Right. Um, lost control of the ball, did not regain control oh, before right, the okay. ball, you know, that sort of shit? Yep, yep, yep. Whereas now, it seems to be that you can actually lose the ball, but then as long as before it hits the ground, a fingertip touches it, and at the yep. same time that it's touching the ground, that will be considered a try. Yep. So I don't know whether that's that sport thing of going, well, you know, more, more tries, more entertainment, happier fans. Um, Take six steps before a dunk. But but yeah, fuck, fuck me. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, there's going to be some iffy ones this year, I think. Yep, yep. But like overall, very happy. I mean, very, very clunky. I mean, it's, it's you know, scoring by far the most points of the round. It still was very, very clunky in attack. Um, and particularly like, you know, where Tommy was concerned, there was times where, you know, he, you know, he missed the pass or, you know, threw the pass, you know, you know, behind the guy or whatever. And there were a number of situations like that that I just sort of put down to first round, you know, yips and all that sort of thing. Um, what do you but think what, the guy's what in I did... constant terror that his career is going to be over every time he gets tackled? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But well, I mean, I'm glad he's actually managing that a bit, you know. But um, the thing that I, that is different that I am really pleased to seeing, particularly after only one game, is rather than that the passive sort of defense and, and sort of sliding that that uh, Hasler sides do. Now these guys are just it's fast line speed, and it's like they they try and with their first contact in in defense, they're trying to like jolt the ball free and you know hurt the other guy, and 
really, that was the key to the game. I mean, the first time they smashed Kikau in the first half, that was it. That was the end of him for the entire game. He couldn't do anything else with it. And, and the amount of times they just jolted the ball free, just you know, smashing guys, it was very fucking pleasing to see. And I mean, like so... I don't know who to attribute that to, like you know, if it's like a Flano thing or you know, or if it's Siebes, but the the focus in defence and the intensity in defence and like just the general air of aggression and everything that they that they roll with now is great. I mean, like Jakey didn't get done. I don't think he got done for a six again. He didn't get done for a penalty laying on that laying on the guy too long because the light speed was great and everyone was committed, you know, and and fit enough to get back on the line so you didn't have to hold guys down so like the defensive side of thing was most definitely the most pleasing thing i mean the attack i mean fuck it if they can if they can blunder their way to 31 points in a game then fucking great because like 31 points is probably enough to win you every game in the season if you're defending well so um it's a good start and cooper johns fuck who knew like did like, who knew that cooper johns in 2023 would come out and show that he's the greatest player of all time to have the name Cooper and or Johns in his name. Not me. Stunned. Stunned but grateful. Hashtag blessed. (laughs) What are you doing, Glenny? You right, mate? Is it over yet? (laughs) Fucking Glenny, can you believe between us we've listened to 500 of those? (laughs) <laughs> got, to, got to admit after after the first six years or so I was like fucked if I want to listen to this cunt anymore so I had a little bit of a hiatus if I'm honest with you now, this thing, instantly regretted coming back mind you I've come as close to actual fucking undefeated seasons as any one of us will ever hope to and even I didn't talk that much shit about the fucking and, and the interesting, interesting thing like you know, even though you could see that he was clearly, you know, managing and and you know, sort of playing very well within himself uh, with Tommy, that um, he's still 174 meters from 16 runs, a try, uh, two line breaks, try assist, pretty fair fucking performance for a dude that's fucking just going 60. percent mm. Yes, and um, and an awesome fucking decision for them to cosplay as fucking skinheads after being the most intolerant club in the history of the game. Excuse me. So- the only club that isn't the homophobic. most intolerant club in the history of the game, proven. The, Until there's the another only... one, you, you've got it. We're the premiers till someone else wins the shield in like five years. So you, we're the only team the that has most done a intolerant pride jersey, club. and you just no other team will do a pride yourself. jersey. Yes, indeed, you have yes, yes. spoken this much shit just then. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only club where players stood down instead of wearing a pride jersey. The only club that's actually made a pride jersey. You know, say what you will about some of the players within that team. They aren't the club. The club is the most inclusive club in the history of the game. The only club that's ever actually had a gay player, mind you. And and here we are, 25, you know, nearly 30 years later, still inclusive, exclusive as fuck, and uh, other clubs, and indeed the league itself. That's it. Doesn't have the balls to stand for anything and will not follow suit. Yeah, because they understand the the climate. They, They didn't throw fuel on the fire. They don't burn books. Ben. Ryan. He said, no, kick out a myth, much like believing that Link's deodorant will get you laid. Uh, <laughs> uh, the old adage of taking Melbourne players out of the Melbourne system equally applies to Penrith. Burton should have stayed on as an understudy under Cleary's tutelage. I think like, Burton could have been the, he's the greatest thing that never was. And by that I mean, I still stand that the only way forward 
to evolve your your side or your style of play is to upskill positions with abilities that they wouldn't normally have. You know, look what Cameron Smith did for the hooking role. Yes, there were always hookers that could kick or, you know, in a pinch would take the, the last kick or or had a short kick in their repertoire. But look at what Cameron Smith's kicking ability did to that hooker role. Matt Burton, to have three viable end-of-set options, including one that can send the ball to fucking space, would have been would have revolutionised that centre position. And it is, and now in 2023, he passes the ball to kick out instead, <laughs> who then proceeds to kick the ball out on the floor. <laughs> um, that's why. That's why I think Burton's not. That's why I think Burton is uh, incredible, incredible centre, yep. borderline elite. Yep. With a tr- with a trick shot of a boot yep. that can be used in the situation where. The halfback and the five eight or whoever else kicks in your side are locked down. Exactly, and you need and you need a bit of shock and all. Yep. He doesn't. It's it's like he he's like Zoolander. He can't fucking look. He can't look in both directions. Yeah. And he's a fucking. He's supposed to be a playmaker That's and an organizer. Yeah. And the other thing is as well. I think he's crippled by the fact that Flano Junior is the halfback. So there's nothing yeah. happening elsewhere either yeah it, it he's also set back the center position another 10 years it was the lo- it was already the lowest paid position pretty much in any team and now he was out there and gave them a glimmer of hope that they could actually do something useful bradman best was out there fucking practicing his bombs <laughs> now he's seen bert and he's gone nah that's not my future fuck that shit so what else did we have uh andrew he said, do NRL clubs have special coaches to teach players how to wave their arms up and down at every play of the ball? If yes, the Bulldogs seagulling coach has done a great job. Oh, I, th- I think Reed, I think Reed brought that with him. Oh, he's fucked. I fucking hate it. Like he he's already he's already the goat of fucking trying to take off at dummy half <laughs> for a penalty. <laughs> Fuck. How do we And he probably he probably learned it from Gutho anyway, so I mean I'm not gonna blame that kid. What what did we work out on this cunt's name last year? Is it Cathal or Carthel? Oh, did did he did he not correct you last year? I don't year? know. Fuck, remind us. Fucking castle. <laughs> weird. Fucking presumably Irish cunt. Um, well, I guess we know what you call a panther with its bollocks cut off. A bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> Tynan, Burton and Flanagan, their hearts combination couldn't draw shit with a brown crayon. There's <laughs> <laughs> some quality there's, there's quality <laughs> fucking <laughs> sayings this week out of these guys. Love it. That's us. On to the next game. All right. Okay, so moving on to uh, the next game on Saturday, and it was the uh, North Queensland Cowboys, 19, defeating the Canberra Raiders, 18, up there at the Abattoir. The uh, breakdown of the scores uh, for the Cowboys. Uh, Talungi with a try and a drink water with a double. Val got two conversions and a penalty goal. Crucial field goal to the Chad. And the uh, 18 points for the Raiders came from Gula, Starling, and Whiten. Fogarty, three conversions from three attempts. Game of two halves. Yeah, definitely. Yep. As Canberra games often mm. are, but not in the usual way. <laughs> um, look, the, 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 let's, let's light a candle first. The Raiders had an absolutely putrid preseason. Uh-huh. And they were looking like they were going to continue along that line as well, you know, just before halftime in this game. But they, you know, they turned it around. 
and uh, you know could have very easily have won have won this game. Um, we said this. I think we said this when we were looking at the team list the other night. The fuck would you start Danny Levi? Yeah, when you got Tom Starling there, because when Tom Starling did come on, it wasn't the turning point of the of the Raiders coming back. They was they started on the way back, mm. but it certainly hit the accelerator and got them back. You know, got them back level and yeah, you know, where it was a game. If there was yes. a if there's a greater example of what we were talking about earlier about having a quality hooker that can play 80 minutes and what that can do for your side. The yeah. Raiders are, are the most graphic example of that so far this season. Well, there's another example to come yet, Glennie. I'll give you a clue. <laughs> you won't be happy to hear it. <laughs> I'll, still, I'll still, do, still do some simping. <laughs> um, but, um... Cowboys had a game. Had, they had games like this, you know, quite a lot last time. And uh, this year's the year they got to take the extra step up. Um, I don't know what the fuck happened, how they took the foot off the throat, because this should have gone through as a as a very big win. Mm. And at uh, home, round put... one, and a start like that, there was yeah, yeah. every every onus was was on them to to take take it away and run with it. But I, I thought they looked sharp in attack. Um, straight out of the box to start the game. Drinkwater in particular, just yep. chiming in. Look, yep. he, he looked great. Um, yes, it's concerning that they let their foot off and, and, and again, a tendency from last season as well. But um, I still think the Cowboys are going to be good and I still think the Raiders are going to have plenty more losses in their season. Yeah. i tell you what, was a guy who's got pending charges that are to be addressed at the end of the season in Jack Whiten. Has that been Do pushed back to the favor? end of the season? Yeah, yeah, they pushed it back to the end of the season. I think it's all happening in October now, so they could get through the season. Oh, there you go. Um, so that's, you know, Trell and, and Whiten. But do yourself a favour. In all this time you've got to, to prove you're a model citizen, don't arc up and try don't and fight cunts every yeah. fucking... Don't try and fight Kyle Felt every fucking tackle in the last 20 minutes of the game, mate. Oh, dead set. Yeah. Um, I've got nothing else to say about this one if you want to nah. head to the social. Let's go. Um, I, I do want to say something about Ricky Stewart and his fucking attempt at being oh some God, fucking yes. moralistic cunt at the end of the game. Talk talking about independent doctors um, and the need for them and uh, how the, you know, no one trusts coaches and then ask, do you think I would let a, a player play if he had a concussion? Yes, Ricky. I believe yes, yes. that if it helps Absolutely your fucking do. team win one fucking solo game of early season football that in the scheme of that player's life mattered not a fucking skerrick. Yes, I believe you would go far as to not only be okay with it, you would encourage them to do it. In my yeah, fucking and look, I know, heart I, and I, of hearts, that is what I believe. And then that's backed up by him fucking going full science denier anti-vax logic. Going, I spoke to him and I, I looked yeah. in his eyes and there was no pain in those eyes. Fuck me, cunt. You're talking about people's <laughs> brain health and literally CTE causing holes to be eaten in people's brain. 
and you're putting it down to a litmus test of whether you can see pain in his eyes. You mm. fucking dumb, ignorant cunt. And you know what? It's fun. I mean, it, it's fun for us to kick Ricky and everything like that. I mean, it's it's you know it's it's, it's the nation's favorite pastime. But <laughs> but, but everything you said then, everything you said then about a coach getting you know putting a player on even if they knew that you yeah. know every fucking one of them would. Yeah, it is. It, it isn't just without Ricky either. Exception. I mean, John yeah, Lane exception. sent his fucking kid back out there. <laughs> told him to run with his chin even higher. The the only one who there might be a grey area is is Trent Robinson, and I'm not even convinced if it if it was if if there was a, a premiership on the line that I think in in the heat of a game, Robbo would send everyone back out there, including his fucking grandmother. I do believe that after the fact, he'd make him miss a few games. Mm. I mean, he sent Cooper Cronk out to that grand final with fucking with one arm. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah. That that's why there is a fucking independent doctor. Because clubs yeah. were fucking having people getting hit in the head, stumbling, not being able to walk in a straight line, and not bringing them off for HIAs. You'll be right, mate. Keep so, going. Like that. That is exactly why you were given the opportunity to be trusted, and no cunt did. And it's oh. also not even a trust matter, but you know, entirely a trust matter either, because the fact of the matter is these doctors can detect the signs when the player does appear to be lucid. Yeah, I'm going to make I mean, a statement that's possibly inflammatory. Ricky Stewart's not a fucking doctor. Oh fucking hell! Yeah, <laughs> so that's why oh. he doesn't get to make the. Can fucking you imagine calls. it? He's down at the fucking <laughs> oncology unit. Going, no, don't go in there. Come and just let me look in your eyes. See if there's pain. Cancer, there's no pain in those eyes. Your titties, I can't, your titties I can't, are fine. Go away, I can't, see the, I can't see the cancer. It's not there. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Just, right. yeah, <sighs> I, I thought I had heard the dumbest fucking shit. Like, how disconnected can you be to actually think that... Oh, fuck, yeah, anyway. Fuck that guy. We own your milk now, anyway. So suck my dick from the back, Ricky Stewart, and the entire Canberra Raiders organization. Mike Stevenson, in particular. Next game. Socials. Yeah, socials. Do we have to do fucking socials? <laughs> uh, Jordan. Hashtag fuck the Panthers. Uh, Chad Townsend just cementing his legacy as the ninth immortal. <laughs> um. Tigers for 17th on Twitter. No matter the result, Ricky Stewart continues his streak of hoodwinking anyone even remotely aware of NRL that he's a good coach. Best con artist of all time. There you go. That's it. On to the next one. Right. The uh, the Rabbits, 27, defeated the Sharks, 18, at a sold-out points bet stadium. The uh, Rabbits tries through Ilias Kalamatangi. Campbell Graham with a double. Uh, Luttrell, four conversions from as many attempts and a penalty goal and a field goal. Uh, the Sharkies, 18. They came through tries to Trindle, Katoa, and Wilton. Trindle, three conversions from as many attempts. And that's it. I tell you, Ilias had a fucking outing, didn't he? Huge game. He looked fucking he looks good. Bi- he, looks bigger than he, he looks bigger than he was last year. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's... That's going to be a big part of it. And it's, it's, this is his breakout year. Yeah, Fuck, I guess. Put some shots I mean, if, on defensively. Yep. If he can, if he can back this sort of shit up week in, week out, 
Huge breakout year. Yeah. Mm. And once again, the rabbits proving that they knew what they were doing. Yeah. Having to having to eat a lot of fucking eat a lot of shit from you know fan base and and the bush doctors. Yep. About uh, you know how the Broncos won the trade. Now, I mean, end of last season, people were starting to understand why. But if Ilias keeps turning this on, then you know. Yeah, definitely. Within the within the space of a season and a half, two seasons, it's going to they're going to be proven to be one hundred percent right and, on what they did. And it's especially when South Sydney's biggest weakness for the last couple of years has been that cooler head. Yeah. So if he can retain that fucking organisational skill he's got and keep leading them around the park, that turns Cody Walker and Latrell and those guys who can be a firebrand. Yeah. That turns them into legitimate weapons. Because they can just go out there and attack, and them getting in that headspace where they're the most dangerous as solo players doesn't take away from the overall organisation of the team. That's yeah. a fucking. I think scary before this game, before this game, the Rabbitohs, my opinion, obviously serious contenders leading into the season. But based on that performance alone so far from Ilias, yeah, and the leap that he's taken. Mm. The difference that makes to them as a side overall is fucking massive. Oh, it's huge. Absolutely huge. And you know, again, obviously up against a, a Cronulla without the Dally M winner mm. from last year. Um, coming back in as a young squad, I think Cronulla overachieved last year, much like the Cowboys. Brand new coach, young squad, and just played on guts and energy the entire year, which is why they had a fantastic regular season, but then sort of went out pretty meekly at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, it It's not out of the question for them to have come back and may maybe not have been as prepared, I guess. And I'm not saying that they're badly coached or that they, they didn't put effort in, but when your game style is that we're just going to go out there and fucking blitz them with our youth and enthusiasm and amazing athletic ability then when that doesn't really hit like it needs to, and like every other team, passes go to ground and guys are just a little bit out of sync with each other, you don't have that structure to fall back on. I think that's what they were missing there. But uh, Yeah, I think th- this game was, was a, a true one, round one game mm. for both sides. I mean, the errors were fucking horrible across the board. I mean, I think it was like 13-14 in favour of uh, the Rabbits um, for errors, which is, you know, which is, which is a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, you know, I think it was a solid start from both sides. I mean, the rabbits looking great, um, you know, Ilias especially, and uh, we shall see. How scary is it though? For since time fucking two years ago, it's been that left edge of Souths, the left, the left <laughs> side. Like as soon as that ball goes left, and it's that thing. Like you know what's coming. You know exactly the plays they're going to run, but teams just couldn't stop it. Mm. All their fucking points came down the right side. Yeah, you know that that is that's a fucking legitimate holy shit moment. I think for a lot of defenses in the league. Uh, Mitch in the Facebook group, he said at least it wasn't the Broncos. Hashtag fuck the riff. They hate us because they ain't us. Uh, Richard said interesting game. Ilias really came out of his shell. Supported by Cook, Mitchell, and Kulmatangi, the Sharks really missed Hines. Whilst Trindle had a good first half. And a genuine try assist disallowed. He was absent in the second half. Didn't combine well with Moylan, who was completely absent until the last 30 minutes. 
Rudolph, Talakai and Kennedy put in effort, but the Sharks just that class when it mattered. As for the refs faulting, the ref pulled back three or uh, three flat passes. As forward, which I prefer to letting 20 forward passes go, as Klein did on Thursday. There you go. I'm, I'm with that. I don't hate that. I'd rather they police yeah. fucking forward passes out of dummy half, get a couple of flat ones wrong, rather than let the bullshit go that we're used to seeing. Yeah. Hmm. On to the, the game of the round. The feel-good game oh. of the round. The feel-good game, absolutely. I mean, like, considering, you know, dubbed it, you know, Kevin Garnett round last week on, on the show. Anything. And, uh, and and honestly, this is the, the fucking culmination of that shit right there. With the Dolphins in their first game as a franchise in the NRL, defeating the Roosters, some people claimed as preseason favourites by a score of 28 to 18. The uh, Dolphins side scored their tries through uh, the hammer, has etched himself into history as the first try scorer in the history of the club. Uh, Nichols, uh, Lemuelu, and Osako with the double to round it out. And uh, Jermaine Osako, four or five conversions. The Roosters side, they had tries through uh, Suali, Hutchison, and Tupo. Walker, three conversions from three attempts. Give us a final score. I'll tell you the first thing, good crowd. But, okay. uh, but as, you, as you'd expect, in, as you'd expect in, in Brisbane anyway, though, because you would get a lot of casuals or Broncos fans just going because, hey, we got football yep. in town on the weekend. Yep. But the amount of like Redcliffe paraphernalia, though, mm. and jerseys and shit in there, yeah. it was it was fucking huge. It was great. Oh, man, I've seen stacks of it, hey. Like just out and about in Gen Pop. Yeah. Um, I mean, we kind of live in an area that, as well mm. where, where if people were going to switch... Yeah, they'd switch because they're kind of geographically. Cl- you yeah, know, that's it. The team, that's it. So, yeah. um, good on the fans. Like honestly, good on them for getting out and and putting a show on, and getting out there and supporting them when every indication was that it was going to be a touch up. Yep. This yeah. This was the game of the round. Oh look, there, there were a couple I didn't really get. You know the yeah. The Penrith and, and the Rabbits, yeah, okay, they played in the grand final a couple of years ago. Um, killed them in the semis last year, fair enough. Um, Melbourne and Para, yeah, okay, Parramatta got them last year and, and there might be a little bit of a rivalry there. I thought that they would have gone a hometown team for the Dolphins' first yeah. game. Uh, not that I'm mad at the fucking outcome, but it was just one of the scheduling things I didn't I didn't quite get, but... Fuck me. I wonder if it's the, the Arthur Beetson thing was the reason they chose the Roosters. Yeah, or yeah. or if or if they 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 conjured up the Arthur Beetson thing because it was against the Roosters yeah. ultimately, you know, yeah. something else to give it a little bit more meaning. Yeah, okay, and uh, yeah. and something to you know to something some a new tradition to to build yep. Yep, yep, around yep. clashes between these guys, you know. Um, I'll tell you, some yeah, we talked about some of the players they grabbed. Talking about players leaving the Storm system, fucking Wanda Sykes, Jesus. Okay. Uh, okay, Jada Pinkett Smith, Felice Cafusi. <laughs> Holy shit, Whoa. he was on one. He? That's a that's a dude who's bought in and decided to take the you know, put this this franchise on his shoulders and say, "Well, fuck it. If anyone's going to make it happen, it'll be me." Yeah, and that's what we were asking last week. Who's yep. who's going to be that guy? Yep, you know, just every but did it did it the right way. Like, did yeah. it fucking hard, but did it clean? Mm. Yep. You know? It was, it was absolutely fucking great to watch. For the Roosters... I mean, O'Sullivan looked pretty good. I mean, and like, and like me, Marshall King, like, yep. 
their you know their their spine actually is is combining fairly well. Yeah. Like, Even already. Katoa, I thought Katoa was good. Yeah, yeah, he had a couple yeah. of couple of errors. You know, big occasion, young player. You could forgive him for that, but yeah, overall, sure. I thought he had a had a good game. Um, yep. And it was, as I said, huge occasion for the for the Dolphins. They they managed their emotions better and better as the game wore on. A couple of yeah. handling errors, just just over enthusiastic and trying pushing passes and stuff like that earlier in the game. And um, you know, Roosters. Roosters were a long way from their best, and you know they're working some stuff out as well. But I, I think a large part of that was the fact that the Dolphins really took it to him. I think Sam Walker was he was put under a lot of pressure, and his decision making he was he was, was outright he was outright bullied. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. I that, think the Roosters would have looked at that hit on Brandon Smith as well, and it would have it, it fucking rattled him. Yeah, and it, yeah. it turned the game on its head. It did. And this is the thing with the Roosters. Like, I'm not saying the Roosters won't be a top eight side and probably a top four side. But when you look across the league at anyone that you're talking about as being a contender, they have the halves pairing that is easiest to intimidate. And I think that's a big Achilles heel for them. Mm. Like, you know, the, the fucking brains trust have somehow decided that headgear stops fucking concussion. So Kiri's out there in the the fucking Jamie Soward costume, but between Walker and Kiri, they like their forward pack has to be on every single game, every single game to protect those guys and give them the room they need, or they they're gonna end up looking like that in more games than they're not. Sure. So just as Brisbane showed the platform to to beat Penrith overall, that's the way you beat the Roosters this year. You just I tell you what, you talk about Kalen, talk about Kalen Pong and his HIAs. I mean, Kiri's the easy target in the Roosters side. Fucking Radley, he's the real one. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. I mean, we know about we know about Kiri. He's come back mm. from it, but Radley, I don't know whether it's like it's like poor technique trying to be Terry Tough Cunt. Yeah, that guy, he's starting to stack him up. Yeah, himself. And I don't think enough has really been said about. And I think the impact is is more evident on Victor Radley because to start, he's starting with a fucking lower level of grey matter to begin with before all the head knocks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see, counter to that opinion, I think he may just be trying to emulate the career of the most underrated player to ever play the game of rugby league, Isaiah. Yo. Have you changed? I what by getting knocked out all Cast the time. Cast your mind back. Oh, I remember. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> like the the only vis- the only Google images of him past two years ago are him being escorted off the field with a look on his face where he's actually wondering what his own name is. He even threw back to that. What well, was in Origin? It was the first Origin yeah, game last that's year. It. Yeah, yeah, it's been the first time in ages. But no, you're right. Rad- Radley is absolutely fucking cooked. And I'll tell you the, the last the last point, and not on the game. It's just the importance of this game for the Dolphins. Um, their round two game is being played uh, at a you know what was Morton Daly now KO Stadium, yep. the Dolphins, and uh, it's sold out uh, about lunchtime today. Yeah, fuck yeah, that's awesome. So fucking huge. I mean, it's just amazing. That it's like just no matter how they fare, they fare the season, just getting that first win yep. on the historic day and everything. It's just so crucial. Yep. And kudos so, uh, to the team that, that's got them in with, like, their socials are fucking good. 
Yeah. Um, the I was saying to, I was saying to the boys in the, yeah, the other day, like people talk about their recruitment, how poor it was. I mean, their socials though. Yeah. They um. Have you seen all this shit? All this shit around the area. The the, the Dwayne Bennett stuff. Yeah. With yeah. the number one supporter, yeah. <laughs> and they got they got billboards with the cunt over just like on the Houghton Highway and stuff down at Redcliffe. <laughs> but it's like the the fins they give you to put on your head at the game. Mm. Like, yeah, I wish I, I wish I had one. Of them. I hope they've got them when they play Manly because I need another trophy to go off my rally tail. Like, like it legit looks like it's some weird fucking cult thing that you yeah. go to. But yeah, no, they did really really well. I like people are laugh people laugh about it now, and they do it ironically, and it's going to become a thing, and they're going to do it, and they're going to mean it. Within fucking two months. What's that? The, the whole fins, the whole fins up thing. They're gonna, they're gonna be actually meaning it, and they're gonna be doing it without shame. At the moment, there's a little bit of shame to it because it's kind of stupid. Nah, nah, they love but it. Um, they're, they're gonna, they're gonna fully embrace socials. It. Shunter, he said, bittersweet result. The Dolphins look so much better than the Roosters. It feels weird laughing at the Roosters the same way that one would laugh at some sort of comical West Tigers loss to the Titans. <laughs> Liam. Maybe having three boneheads, Smith, Radley, and Lodge, with IQs to match the numbers on their back in the one pack, isn't conductive to playing smart football. <laughs> Kevin, Dolphins were always going to be a decent defensive team. That's Coach Eastwood's bread and butter, but I didn't expect them to look half-decent in attack. That being said, Roosters' completions were fucking atrocious. David, said that was sensational. A long way to go, but can I savour this one? Well done, Dolphins. Hashtag fuck Uncle Nick. There we go. Uh, Grover. It seems dolphin conversion therapy is not as bad as they would have you believe. (laughs) Uh, Hazza. He said, is it correct to say the Finns took him out behind the woodshed and hit him with some sweet, sweet conversion therapy? There seems to be a fucking theme (laughs) to this one. And I mean, look, look, Kafusi and uh, and the Bromwiches have benefited immensely. They've they've taken to the conversion therapy. Yeah, fucking oath. Right, rounding out the round, the uh, Gold Coast Titans 22 <laughs> defeated the West Tigers 10. And like our Eisel, <laughs> the attendance was just, you know, if you want to, you know, optimistic or pessimistic, it was just it was just over 14 and a half or just under 15,000, everyone you look at it, Glennie. And uh, I guess it felt it felt like it was close to a sellout, right? Was it an actual sellout? It's pretty fucking full there. Pretty noisy too. They were in good voice. They were. Um, as they watched Philip Sammy get a double. Sam McIntyre and uh, AJ Brimson with a with a try. Tanner Boyd three conversions from four attempts, uh, defeating the Tigers ten. Uh, Dewey and Laurie with tries, and uh, one penalty goal to Dewey, which uh, which actually started off their scoring. They started off the season much the way they ended last season. Fucking cowards. <laughs> <laughs> Explain yourself, Lenny. <laughs> I didn't play. Um, and if you look, to be honest with you, if you saw my, you're the modern day Laurie Nichols. Get your fucking you, single on and if start you explaining. If you saw my try at Touch Football last Tuesday night, you probably fucking would have given me a start. Um, look, I think it's clear what Sheens and Benji are trying to do with the Tigers' attack. Um, unfortunately, it can only work if if the players catch the ball. Um, otherwise, yeah. the, the, this whole spreading it, spreading it in your own sort of 20, 30 metre zone is great and, and it sort of creates a bit of space and you make some good metres and, and march down the field. That's awesome. Unfortunately, if you have a tendency to drop the ball in your own 20 metre zone, it puts you under a fucking lot of pressure. And if it's one thing we know about the Tigers, they don't cope well with pressure. So 
That was the uh, story of yesterday afternoon, mm. early evening. Yeah, and, I mean, and the, and the, the Titans remember that when in starting that game, you got that first penalty. The, the, the Titans were playing a brand of Dairy Queen football, kicking the ball out in the full yeah. from the, after the like they invited the Tigers yeah. to take a quick and dominant grasp of the game in the first fifteen. And minutes. we did, we did by taking a two point lead, yep. and uh, and it was all downhill from there. How how close to correct is the phrase, Glenny? Statement that Brent Naden is the best player on the West Tigers. Oh, look, it's it's inflammatory. I I don't think he's the best player on the Tigers. On the Tigers, who's better than him? Appy. Yeah. Okay. Appy. He's right. He's got you there. Yeah. yeah okay. So he's so he's no. Do we? No, so you're just disagreeing because it doesn't suit your agenda. No, which you, 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 no, every... do we? Because Dewey's not. <laughs> Fucking, do you even watch the games? Dane Laurie. <laughs> no, death. I, I, I heard on the comms during the game where they said that Dane Laurie come out and said that this year is going to be. You know, he's unleashed gonna, himself. <laughs> he's unleashed himself, and he's going to. I can't remember. Auto erotic unleashing. His best year ever. His best year ever. I was thinking, oh great! I mean, so he's got to get fucking better than absolute mid. Uh, what a what a challenge for the young man. I mean, just play every game and don't be mid as fuck every time. Yeah. Um. He tried. I like will he say though, Naden. Yeah. And and I've I've watched Naden quite closely because Jay had given me quite the heads up about and, what he would bring to the team. And that's and it. I'll, I'll preface it. Very... I, am a, I am a Naden truther. Colombian yeah, marching for, for powder what and what? <laughs> yes, but. Everything you look, everything you said about him as a rugby league player on the field yeah. is a hundred percent true. Yep. And for the you know, the eight years that you've been on the show is probably the most sense you've made. Um he his effort. Yeah. His effort, he runs the ball, you know. He's got a fucking error in him, but he didn't have that yesterday. Unfortunately, plenty of his teammates did. Yeah. And look back to Dane Laurie. I mean, he desperately was trying to inject himself yeah. and enthusiasm into the Tigers' performance and trying to break it and make yeah. something happen. But there was a point but where fun, he really could have had been a bit more enthusiastic about calling for the ball and catching it. Catching it, I think, yeah. is the key part of his game that he's missing yeah. right yeah. now. I mean, he's injecting himself. He's calling for it. He's trying to make things happen, but he's dropping it mm. every time. I'm, I'm also fairly happy... Um, that Ivan sacrificed whatever he did last year, you know, be it points on the ladder, um, be it popularity. Hell, maybe it's even the reason that Appy left um, to play Mitch Kenny in the starting role for a lot of last season. Just just to fucking have it out there so that Genius could come back and pretend he was a coach <laughs> by copying exactly <laughs> what fucking Ivan did and not playing Appy Coruscant. <laughs> His uh, his side. reasoning his reasoning in the press conference was that Appy was short of a run coming back from injury and he didn't want to uh, didn't want to place too much expectation on him um, by by having him start the game and, and putting Jake in there. Then the, the 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 guy at the press conference asking the question immediately followed up with, "So does that mean you'll start next week?" Oh well, Lord, you know, oh, let me uh, just. I was like, Gun. the answer is yes. He will play eighty-one minutes next week, she, even if we don't go to Golden Point. She, I'm going to leave the gun out there. I'm going to start so, a so bit early. Yes, he will start. 
at so I saw I saw a headline to I saw a headline today and I didn't click into the article because why would I but I saw a headline today and it said that there was uh that Benji was denying that there was a rift between himself and genius already Uh, look I've said it already after after round one. one. Do you I've think said that it a thousand you, times? So I'm not in we, a press conference. Stop badgering. We me. don't read. We don't read. We don't read. Uh, you know, believe everything we read, especially in these shit papers. But do you think the rift is because he that Sheenis has decided to play Papa Lee on the wrong side of the field? There if is no rift to begin with. But anyway, it's like suggesting there was a rift. Oh no! I read it in the pa- I read it in the news. I saw there was a rift. I'm just asking you about the reason behind it. We've established there's a rift. No, for me to answer that question, I would have to acknowledge that there is a rift, of which there is a Oh, no, hang on, hang on, so. hang on. No, it's not Benji. It's not Benji. Oh, it's, oh, sorry, it's Robbie. It? Oh, there you know it's real. Farrah rubbishes yeah. talk of rift between Benji and Sheens. Ah, uh, you're fucked. Farrah's the one that fucking told everyone, I'm sure. Oh, he's white-handing Benji. No chance. He wants the job. Those guys are thick, Steve's. It's all good. Yeah, I, it's like in Star Wars. It's like in Star guys, Wars with the. Just, it's like the Sith in Star Wars. There can only be two, guys, so he's trying to kill off Benji guys, so he can be the apprentice. Yeah. Listen, to listen, listen, boys. <laughs> We're revolutionising the sport here. It takes more than a fucking week. Give us time. Once there's, we learn to catch, fucking look out. There's a, there is a fucking there's a, a listener comment in here that I'll. It says it so eloquently, so I won't wreck it. But uh, is there anything else you want to say on that, apart from the Titans? I just want to say that, you know, Titans fans are being quite lippy and, and probably giving me the, the, the treatment, and I deserve it. But they're still fucking spoon contenders, and this will be the highlight of their season. So fucking... Have your yeah, moment, guys. But they'll be contending. The, the, the Titans did do well, though. The Titans did do beach because you don't have jobs. They'll be contending for the spoon with the Tigers, and they're a lot better than the Tigers. That's and they, yeah, they've got they've got drawn first blood here in the battle. Um, look, the, the the credit to the Titans that I will give them is that um they there was a time there after you know Dane Laurie got his try where the like the Leichhardt crowd was fucking loud, drive and the team was lifting behind it, and they withstood a lot of Tigers' attack. And then put him away with that scrum play, uh, putting Brimson through for the try that ultimately mm. sealed the win. Yep. And so they did have to weather a little bit of a storm there. Yeah. And um, and did pretty well after the Tigers had you know tried to claw themselves back into the game you know as best as they could. But um, the other thing is, Titans, you've been given a fucking gift, a precious gift, one that can enrich the lives of your club and the players, fan base families and everyone involved. I'm talking about Kieran Foran. <laughs> One fucking game. One game and you've fucking broken him already. One game. And let's also be fair. Look how they massacred my boy. The the only reason the Tigers were back in that game as well. What what was that foreign brain snap there? Was it off a Hengawe? Yeah. That he came in at yeah. and I don't know like I think he was you might have thrown a fucking uppercut in that tackle. So, <laughs> I don't know whether Offa Hengawe, you know, maybe said something about, you know, leaving leaving videos on six your iPad step kids. or something. Or, I don't know, but... Yeah. Um, but then, that very next tackle, Foran's out of the line as if he's fucking channeling Noffa. And that was when Dewey scored. Yeah. 
you know? So I'll tell you, it might have been the fucking best thing that he went off. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, that the was. thing the the thing is, it pretty much ended their attack at that point. Yeah, yeah. Because I tell you, he instantly. I mean, he he made uh, Fafita more valuable. For I thought Verrills Verrills was very good for the Titans as well. Yeah, he, well, he's, I mean, he's the, he's this is the first time that they've had a real hooker. In, I mean, can we think back through history? Who have they had playing hooker for them in the Titans era? Um, Mitch of the Gold Mitch Rain. Rain. Exactly. So have they yeah. ever had a hooker? No. I think Verrills might be the first hooker they've ever had. Can I just point out that um, what, what, we're, what we're here to look forward to for the Tigers this year? Just looking over the stats of that game. Um, offloads. Gold Coast Titans, four. A little bit low. You'd expect, you know, between six and eight for a side. West right. Tigers, 20. Mm. Tell, me the, tell them the possession stat. The possession stat was uh, 56-44. In favour of the West Tigers, In favour of is. the Tigers. <laughs> However, this is where Shenius is really... And you can tell that he's influencing the players, Glenn. This is his worth. This is what Tim Sheens has brought to the club. West Tigers. 21 dummy passes. Oh... Yeah, Dummy and run, West. Dummy and run. Why is that a stat? <laughs> because there is nothing else to report on that absolute <laughs> shit-cunt dumpster fire of a club. I, I believe you could. I believe it's also worth reporting that they, that they scored two tries off six line breaks. Mm. And the Titans managed to score themselves four tries off two line breaks. Yes. I'll, uh, I'll leave the final word before we go to the socials. Um, when <laughs> when Brimson scored, as he burst through, I was like, well, no one's catching that gun. I got up and uh, thought, yeah, it's probably a good opportunity to make myself another vodka. It's relaxing for the afternoon, trying to, trying to relax. And uh, Jax comes back in. He was playing basketball at the back. Comes back in, walks up to me, looks at the TV, Looks at me pouring myself another drink. He goes, probably a good idea, mate. Turns around, fucks off. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Fucking kid. On the socials, uh, Hammers. Uh, He said, suck me from behind, you thumb-headed fuck. (laughs) Well deserved, well deserved. Did he address that to anyone in particular? No. (laughs) Didn't need to. No. Uh, Stephen, he said, I saw a Foxtel show to stat. The Tigers under Sheens over all the years have conceded an average of 22 points per game. That's an average. Bang on, eh? So, there we go. Uh, Scott said, Glenn, better luck next time. But you've got to tell that club to stop playing us at Leichhardt. Also, the Titans haven't won a round one in five years before tonight. We also (laughs) usually concede like eight tries when we allow a team to park 45 tackles in our red zone. So I'm happy we have a goal line defense this season. Uh, Biggest Tiger. One of the best things about being a Tigers fan is you know losing a round one home game to the Titans means it's the best time to put $50 on us to win the comp. One of the worst things about being a Tigers fan is you do it. Tyler, this is it. Probably the most Tigers thing I've ever seen. Buy the top hooker in the league. Make him the captain. Then immediately bench him. (laughs) (laughs) The Tigerest thing ever. Uh, Timmy McIntyre 
He said, I'm glad David Nofaluma is back at the usual losing culture he's familiar with, unlike the Storm with their winning streaks that he mentioned in an interview during the preseason. Fuck you, Glennie, and fuck your ladder predictor. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a guy that had the wrong type of dolphin conversion. So, um, yeah. What else is the, you know, the the Tigers lost fucking easy tries down Noffa's edge. I'm at peace with the universe. Anything else? And that's full time on episode <laughs> 500. It's weekend That is that that, that that is pretty much full time. I mean, rather than go through the spiel, go to thisweekinleague.com forward slash links. On there, you can find you know the Facebook group, the Discord, the um, Patreon, a million different places where you can uh, consume the podcast. If you're listening to this right now, you already figured out. So I mean, fucking preaching to the converted there. The tipping competition as well. Um, jump in and uh, tip. join. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't look at. Yeah, I didn't look at the the tipping results. I think I got six, and I think that's par because I think Penrith, you know Penrith and Dolphins. Penrith and Dolphins. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because. Uh, if you missed, that, if you missed yeah, any more, so, you're a fucking idiot. If you missed any more, you listen to Glenn too much. <laughs> and, I mean, and, you and after, comes your after way. 500, after 500 episodes, if you're still doing that, then I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> 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 Clearly, you can't be told. So why bother? <laughs> um, thanks for listening. If anyone's listened to all 500 episodes, fucking fuck. Shout I'm out sorry. to you, you, you I'm sorry. and resilient motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good but, times. Uh, any any final any closing words that you'd like to offer anybody? Five hundred episodes. I still um, remember episode one, and um, well, you thought you were going to get some, Glennie. Fucking enriched my life. This show has enriched my life. Oh, so are we I'm ready? Taking years off it. Are we ready to branch <laughs> into OnlyFans this year, Glennie? I've learnt some new words. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll send you. I'll send you some feet pics. No worries. No, you got to film or your. Own, I'll send you a photo, content. and you you can decide if it's my thumb or my head or my dick. They're very similar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lovely, and that's why we love you, Glennie. <laughs> you smite yourself so we don't have to. <laughs> That inter- but you still that, do that, anyway. That internal, that internal defense mechanism that you have. <laughs> but you still do anyway. <laughs> yeah. Why eh, not? Fuck yous. Been a pleasure, boys. Let's go. Right. Talk to you guys on uh, Wednesday for the previews. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.